Hey entrepreneurs, are you trying to make bigger profits in your small business? If you're like most of us entrepreneurs, increasing your profitability is always on your mind. And you're probably looking for ways to grow your revenue while growing your company. Well, you've found a podcast that shares ideas to help you do just that. I'm Marcia Reiner. I'm a business growth strategist, and I've helped tons of small business owners to establish and implement a tangible plan that guarantees increased profitability, guides your growth, and plans for your future exit. Building a highly profitable, sale-ready business creates a win-win scenario. That's more money now and a windfall later when it's time to let go. And I'm excited to share strategies that I've learned with you on today's Profit with a Plan podcast. But before we get started, I have some exciting news. I've got a book out new called The Profit Accelerator, and I'm looking for a few business owners to interview about how my book's 12 strategies would impact your industry. Go download my book for free and let me know if you'd like to be interviewed. I'm confident that these strategies can help any business increase their revenue, profit, and the value of their company without having to pay for additional advertising or marketing. Go pick up your copy at trajectoryprofits.com forward slash book dash download. All right, listeners, you have a treat for us today, or I have a treat for you today. My guest is Jim Getney, and uh, Jim has over 45 years of operating experience in corporate America and is the CEO of Group 50 Consulting. As an engineer with an MBA, he learned his trade with companies such as GE, Stanley, Black & Decker, Sunbeam, and over 200 companies ranging from startups to multi-million dollar publicly traded companies during the last 18 years of consulting, delivering double-digit um, uh, top-line and bottom-line improvements for his clients. During that time, he uh, always seemed to see that there was a lack of strategic alignment and agreement throughout the organizations he worked with. He also noted poorly executed technology and business processes always were the common denominator to failed strategies. From this, Jim created the Business Hierarchy of Needs in 2013 and has used it as the framework for designing and implementing strategy with great success since then. In his new book, Strategy Realized, the business hierarchy of needs. He shares step-by-step uh, -step processes for turning strategy into result. Welcome to Profit with a Plan podcast, Jim. Thank you, Marcia. I'm very pleased to be here. It's an honor. Yeah. Well, funny enough, Jim and I listeners uh, are in a, um, a high-level professional organization called Provisors. And so when Jim told me he was releasing his book, I was really excited to have him on the show because strategy is super important for everything that we do. But, um, you know, funny enough, Jim, I always like to ask people how in the world they got into their line of business. And, you know, you've got so many years of doing it. Do you remember what triggered you to move into uh, strategic implementation and, and the planning side of it? So interestingly enough, it all goes back to when I was 13 years old and I'm redoing a roof with my dad. And he was a plant manager at the age of 37. Wow. And I made him a bet for $1,000 that I was gonna be a plant manager by before that age. And we made wow. that bet and I became a plant manager at 36. But, so that's a cute 
way of saying how I got into manufacturing and distribution because I always wanted to do that. As it turns out, as I just began developing my career with GE and Black and & Decker and Sunbeam, I became the fix-it guy. I became the person that they sent to manufacturing processes or manufacturing facilities or even business, full businesses to fix things. I've been through 11 operational and, and financial restructurings during my entire career. And that's where I came upon this alignment thing. Yeah. And while I made it to the C-suite, I've been CEO of multiple companies and chairmans of, chairman of boards of directors, I'm a do-it guy. And so I, my, my passion is around helping organizations realize significantly better performance strategy yeah. and alignment to strategy are the key and engagement of employees across the organization are the key to successfully implementing strategy. Well, I like it because I think of fix it guy as the guy that's the engineering guy that's going to go in and, and fix the process or fix the equipment. I don't think about how he's fixing the way the company moves forward. So that's a neat, that's a neat connection for me is that you've got that fix it, uh, fix it mentality for it. Well, and the here's the, here's the, uh, yeah, here's the other piece of that, Marcia. If someone engages us to do a project and just for the sake of conversation, let's say it's $250,000 for the project. And we do projects that are even significantly larger than that. I want to know why I'm doing this project. And I want to know what the outcome, expected outcome is going to be for the project. And so in group 50, we use strategy and something I'm sure we'll talk about called the most important goal as the litmus test to tell us whether our recommendations are actually gonna deliver the results that the client needs. Now notice I said needs, not necessarily wants. If There's I can expand on that for a second, there Three. is a huge yeah. difference, right? So if my, I can take a project, a, a technology, for example, or a manufacturing process, and I can fix it. What does that mean? That means that I make it work better. But I might make recommendations to make it work better that don't fit the strategic need of the company. Okay. So I want to make sure that when we make recommendations, we're not only fixing something, but we're preparing it to be able to expand or to scale to meet the needs, the longer term needs of the company, which is defined by its most important goal and its business strategies. Okay. So you had talked about, you had introduced your new book, which congratulations, you introduced your new book about, is it 12 strategies for growing your business? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Each one of those strategies needs an implementation plan. Mm -hmm. I suspect. Yes, hope is not a plan. <laughs> I love hope it. is not a plan. So, Yes, you've got to have go the ahead. pieces to get you there and achieve that. Right. Right. So while I might have a great strategy to double the size of the business, for example, Let's, for the sake of conversation, say that my most important goal is to double the size of the business. 
how do I break that down into all of the things I need to do in order to make that happen? What do I need? I need new products. I need new channels of distribution. I need new customers. I probably need to upgrade my technology. I certainly need to redesign my organization and likely get new people in the seats who are capable of operating a business twice its size. Yeah. Right. And I may need new manufacturing facilities. I may need new distribution facilities. I mean, let's face it, in a small business, entrepreneurs have a tendency to typically run things in their head. And my (laughs) my experience, my experience, and, and, and there's no disrespect intended there at all. Because small companies don't put in significant infrastructure until they need it. Right. What we do with the business hierarchy of needs is work with an entrepreneur to say, what's your most important goal? What does the business look like five years from now? And what are the things from this, the 29 elements in the business hierarchy of needs? Do you focus on first, second, third, fourth, fifth? And you may not even get to it until three or four years from now. But the business hierarchy of needs is about creating a foundation and a set of building blocks on that foundation in order to get you to your most important goal. You know, I think that's really great that you've broken it down into detail because I run into the same problem with my clients. They just say, oh, I want to go from um, a million to two million in revenue, or I want to do something like this. And, And then they only see the end goal, but they don't think back and do that reverse engineering of the things that you have to do in the correct order to help you achieve that. And I love that you you pointed out the facts of like, you may not need that stuff now, but you need to be thinking on how you, you're going to need it in the future. Because if, you, if you're producing something, right, and you reach the, the maximum capacity of your production, then you're going to have to implement new technology or new equipment or um, even new channels of distributing or distributing that in order for you to achieve the next level. So it's thinking through to the details that you have. And I just, I really enjoy the fact that you've, you've discussed that because at least a lot of folks in my space, the smaller, you know, under, under 10, 15 million, they're not thinking like that yet. Yeah. And, and what's, What's important for people who operate small businesses is to recognize that they already do the 29 elements in the business hierarchy of needs, whether it's compensation or it's identifying operating gaps or it's creating strategy or it's uh, you know skill sets that are needed inside their organization. They're already they're already touching on those elements. What the business hierarchy of needs allows you to do is to integrate all of those elements into supporting the most important goal. Mm, I love it. Okay. And if I want to go from $5 million to $10 million, well, how different is my business? How different does my business need to look in order to do it? And and for some companies going from five to $10 million, Maybe nothing more than, you know, opening up a new channel of distribution for an already successful product. 
But even if it's just opening a new channel of distribution, they've got things they need to do inside of their business to support that. And exactly. it's probably in market-facing activities like marketing and sales programs and, and maybe it adding additional salespeople. So while the business hierarchy of needs is built to be able to support companies or organizations of any size, what we do is we pick those elements that are appropriate for the size of the company. I like it. That was my next question is 29 seems like a, a, an overwhelming number. We know it's not because in reality, today's business owners are already doing it. They just don't realize or classify them in, in the correct terms. But when you get that alignment, right, um, you can move forward at a much better pace and without with less challenges along the way. But my question to you would be, how do you choose the ones that are important to focus on? And do you have a couple of examples on how you would choose that? Sure, I do. Um, it's all dependent on what the most important goal is. So let's talk that about that. Defined. Okay. So if my most important goal is to exit the business, I'm an, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. I own a company. I want to exit the business. I need to make decisions on what that goal, what exit means. Mm -hmm. So if exit means, that I'm, I would just want to take money off the table, all right, and I want the business to continue, then that's a completely different strategy than if my most important goal is to be able to sit on the beach drinking pina coladas all day long and maintaining a cash flow for the rest mm. of my life. That right. requires a different business strategy. Sure Oftentimes, does. what we find in conversations is that entrepreneurs and owners of small companies don't want to ever leave. <laughs> or my they're baby. frustrated. I didn't raised it. <laughs> you betcha. Or they might they might decide that they're frustrated with the fact that what they're really good at is business development, and they're encumbered with all of this human resource and customer service stuff. If if right. their most important goal is to focus all of their efforts on business development, or perhaps to stay on board in the business, uh, involved in the business as the chairman of the board, for example, each one of those most important goals requires a different strategy. Mm. And so what Very we important. do inside the business hierarchy of needs is we take that most important goal and then we build the strategies to support it. I like to call the business hierarchy of needs as the politically correct way to say no. And what I, what I mean by that is that people in the organization, whether it's five people or 5,000 people, very quickly learn that if what they want to do or what they're proposing does not help the business move toward its most important goal, they don't bring it to the table. Mm. And, I think and I'll that's give you interesting. Just, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that's really interesting is that many businesses, not all businesses, but many businesses, whether you're in the, we'll just call you under, under 10 million, under 15 million, whatever the number is, it's still relatively small. Many businesses drive for revenue or profitability, I see. 
they don't drive for a future of what what they want to do, what they really, what their most important goal is. And I think that, well, I know that that affects everything that they do because they're not, they're not aligned, right? If that goal is to sit on the beach with a pina colada and have a cash flow, that means that they've got to have people in place and they become the, the figurehead, right? And not the active head versus if you want to pull money off the table, well, then you're pulling money off the table and someone else is probably going to take it over from there. Um, yeah. different, different structures. And I think, and these are just two random examples, but I think it's completely, it, it's absolutely necessary that the company recognize what their goal is and then build the strategy out like you're suggesting. And so many don't. So let's take the next step on this, Marcia, because I think you make an incredibly great point here. Let's assume that what I want to do is I want to pull back from the organization. I want to free up time. Mm -hmm. And so perhaps my most important goal is to just do business development and make sure everyone else is doing all of the other things necessary to support the successful work I've done in bringing new business in. Most entrepreneurs, myself included, so uh, and, and I struggle with this, myself included, have trouble letting go. Okay? Yep. yep. Now, if I implement a most important goal and I've got strategies underneath of it that support that goal, and I've got the people in my organization in alignment with that goal, and they each have tactics or objectives to accomplish that get us to that goal. I can, and, and this is the way we implement this, I can, as an entrepreneur, in infrequent meetings, maybe every couple of weeks or every month, find out what the status of all those activities are. And if everything is moving according to plan, it becomes much easier for me to build a confidence level that makes it easier for me to begin to let go. Hmm. Yeah. Right? We call it a culture of strategic execution, but what it really is, is having everybody in the organization aligned to the most important goal in the business strategies that support it and accountable to their personal or team goals and objectives. And when that happens, it frees up huge amounts of time of an of an entrepreneur's time uh, to be able to work on other things. Now, for some people like myself who would never retire, I want to write. <laughs> That's a mindset gap. That's a mindset right. gap, right? You know, right. you're thinking, well, what am I going to do? Or um, I can't let go, or I don't want to let go. Or in your case, and probably my case. You know, we don't want to retire anytime soon. So if if health allows and the and the and the capabilities continue, you can work into your 80s plus going. Um, but it means that you need to have the right people in the right roles doing the right things. And you as the leader of the company, um, if you've hired right, you can instill that confidence in yourself that they can do it for you. And so, I think that's it. So it so it is up here first. Right, it is. Step up here. But it's not just about hiring right. I use an but example. It's having the strategy. 
Yeah, it's it's having the strategy and knowing that everybody you've hired is accountable to that strategy exactly, and aligned with it. Let me share some numbers with you. Inside sure. the book, inside the book, Gallup, the Gallup organization, who we all know, created a chart for the book and it's around employee engagement. Mm. All right. When you engage everybody in your organization around a common goal, and they, they built it because of the business hierarchy of needs. Here are the types of numbers that they see. 23% improvement in profitability. 13% improvement in organizational participation and citizenship. 10% improvement in customer loyalty and engagement. 18% improvement in productivity. Wow. Those are eye-popping numbers. Those are significant numbers. numbers. Yeah. Right. But can but hold imagine, on, hold I mean, on. Hang on, hang on a sec. If listeners could imagine an eighteen percent increase in productivity just by aligning your team with the strategic goal, that's mind blowing. Right, and that translated to the number. The, the improvement in profitability is twenty three percent. So there is movement in lowering costs throughout the organization beyond just the productivity aspect, right? Love but it. here are the numbers. So hold on to your hat because Uh-oh. business the, uh, strategy realized the business hierarchy of needs is the first post-pandemic book on implementing strategy, mm. right? Love it. When you engage your organization, you see an 81% reduction in absenteeism. You see an 18% reduction in turnover. Mm-hmm. Right, expensive, expensive thing to turn somebody over to hire again. Right, and you see a forty-one percent decrease in quality defects. And the reason I bring up quality de- defects is I'm a total quality guy. So I talk about quality defects in business processes, in reports, in financials, not just quality defects in products that you might manufacture mm. or distribute. So well, if you sit down. Yeah, it it trickles down. So if you sit and think about it for a second, why wouldn't I want to engage the entirety of my organization into being aligned with and accountable to my most important goal and the strategies that support it? Love it. You know, it is really important. And the numbers just proved that, and reliable numbers just proved that by aligning your team, and and getting them moving in the right in the same direction will improve profitability on every single level. But I think this is really important what you said, and you kind of dropped it as a as a hey, here's the first book since post COVID. We're all in this new organizational kind of a nightmare with work at home, offsite, what they want, the great resignation, the younger kids coming in that don't and won't put up with what we went through as employees in our lives. They're expecting and demanding different lifestyle and different choices. And and so the whole world that we're facing right now with the hiring and keeping teams, I think if you had yourself aligned strategically with this goal, right? And this goal benefits the company as a whole, but can also benefit the employees and they buy into it, 
that's the magic. Right. And you can't so, do that without having everything in line like the hierarchy and the most important goal. You're absolutely right, Marcia. And here's the thing. Uh, there have been multiple books written about Gen X and millennials and, you know, all of this stuff. I, I, I think those books spend far too much time attempting to create an issue that doesn't exist. And here's the reason I'm going to say this. I've, I, my career is 45 years old. I've always wanted to be led. Mm-hmm. I've, always, I've always wanted to lead as well. But I'm in somebody's food chain, so I w- always want to be led, right? But I want to know led to what, by what, and when. And so when, someone, when someone gives me that picture, right, I know what to do. I'm, I have more confidence in what I'm doing. I feel like I'm contributing more to the organization. I understand what the bigger picture is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a human trait. I don't think that's specific to Gen X or millennials. Right. All right. My kids are millennials and they read the book and they go, oh, I really wish my boss did this. I really wish I knew I that. I think so too. So, so to turn it kind of back around, um, leadership is from the top down. You're, you're leading the company with an idea and direction and goal. You can get input and so on to do that. But I think it all starts with leadership. If you can lead the company and the team using the hierarchies and having that clear number one goal, the primary goal that, that the company has, and you can articulate that to the team, that's when you get the buy-in. Yeah, and here's what's in, here's what's interesting. When you have a most important goal, and it's consistent, I even go as far as suggesting that the most important goal should be on the startup screen of every computer. Yeah, right? Why not? Reminding right? me what it. what our most important goal is, right? Uh, or perhaps a rallying cry around our strategy. And we do both of those things in our strategic planning methodology called where to play and how to win. Mm, which everybody yeah. understands. Um, but if I have a most important goal, the board buys into it, the owner buys into it, the senior leadership team buys into it, it's in, it's much more difficult for someone new coming into the organization to change, th- change things up or turn it around or go down a new direction, mm-hmm. right? There's a there's an old adage. I don't know if you've ever heard it, heard it. It's called the the fish stinks from the head. No, that's gross. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it goes it goes it goes back to the to um, early immigrants uh, in the United States. But what it what it the what it really says is that when organizations are dysfunctional or they don't work well, it's the leadership that causes yeah. that, right? And so how many times, I know I've been in it multiple times, we've got a path, we're going down this path, we have a plan in place, a new CEO comes in, and they want to change everything up because they feel that's what they need to do. Yeah, right? look what happened I mean, to Twitter. Holy cow. <laughs> what? Oh, Twitter Twitter's a perfect example, right? Twitter is absolutely exactly. a perfect example. When you have a most important goal established, and you've got strategies in place, and you have the entire organization 
aligned to the that and contributing to that. Leaders need to think a lot more about changing things up. Yeah. Okay. And so what we talk about when you bring somebody in new into the organization, especially people like myself who are change agents, right? Mm-hmm. I want to start making yeah. decisions day one and I want to start changing things day one, right? Mm-hmm. But you if I had been in. Right. If I had been in organizations that had a most important goal and followed the business hierarchy of needs, I would have known immediately what my change, what I'm doing needs to accomplish because I have align with that goal and align with it. Now I can't remember. I said politically correct way to say, no, I can't go around just arbitrarily changing things because this is the way I've always done it. Unless I can prove that that's going to make a significantly, uh, a much more significant contribution to us meeting our most important goal, achieving our most important goal. I love it. I love it. You know, Jim, this has been really valuable in aligning the path a company should go on, right? And whether you're one person aligning the goal, you know, for yourself, you know, you're the worst boss and the worst employee, um, or you're building a team that has 10, 20, 100, 500, 1,500 people. It's always important to know where you're going. Uh, as a strategic planner myself, this has always been in, ingrained in my in my mindset. Here's the plan. Here's where we're going. And the worst thing for me is I chase squirrels, so I'm you know I can change up. But I to pull myself back down is always that what's the most important goal I'm striving right. for, and it could be this year or this month, but it is the most important goal. And so everything I do has to be validated by that. Am I moving closer to that goal? Is it making it easier, faster, more profitable to that goal? And I love that you pinpointed that today because I think that that's everything. I I know that we're talking about entrepreneurs and I know we're talking about strategy, but you can take the business hierarchy of needs and apply it to any organization or even individuals. Mm Mm-hmm that are responsible for accomplishing something, right? If you're a leader of a small team of people, but here's what's interesting. I just recently wrote a blog article, you mentioned provisors on three ways that advisors and consultants can increase their revenue, their value add with their clients. Using the business hierarchy of needs, and you just mentioned it, if everything I do as a consultant or an advisor is focused and my recommendations are focused on helping the company achieve their most important goal and their business strategies, then I'm now adding more value. And it's likely that my thinking is going to be broadened across the three levels, planning, Mm -hmm. organization, and implementation, which in every case we've done that, we've ended up with additional projects. So, you know, it, this whole concept of the business hierarchy of needs and the most important goal can be applied in many different ways, not just small companies. Absolutely. Absolutely. And well said. And Jim, this has been so valuable today. And it's perfect for the beginning of a new year to focus on that one important goal and align it in. Many people do it in January. Uh, I wish my 
clients or I try and teach my clients to do it back in, in September or October planning for 2023. But you're here, you're now. It's always, it's never too late to get started. And I think listeners have found some real great value in this. But where can they find out more about you and the hierarchy of needs? So I just got back from holiday and this was on my doorstep. Uh, the uh, I have a website, strategyrealized.com. And you can today buy a PDF version of the book. The Kindle version is launched on the 11th of this month on Amazon. The hardcover launch will be on the 9th of February. So if you want to get a step up and find out more about it, they're on the website, www.strategyrealized.com. You can see excerpts from the book. There are a dozen reviews from uh, business leaders around the world uh, on there, and it gives you an opportunity to to find out more and uh, purchase it at now or some point in the future. Love it. And congratulations from one author to another author. I know it is it is like birthing a baby and you're so excited. You put so much of your uh, sweat and tears into that book. So congratulations on launching it. And um, I wish you great success with that. Thank you, Marcia. Cool. So I'm definitely going to get a copy when it comes out because I think it aligns with everything that we do when we're consulting with our clients as well and for our own businesses. I mean, come on, it's 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 necessary path for what we're doing. All right, listeners, I hope you found a couple of ideas to put into your business that will help you be more profitable. Now more than ever, it's important to focus on growing your business and its revenue. Don't forget to download my book and its 12 strategies that will dramatically increase your revenue, profit, and the value of your company without having to pay for additional advertising or marketing. Go pick up your copy at trajectoryprofits.com forward slash book dash download. And Jim and I would love to hear any questions, ahas you've gotten, comments. Tell us um, what hierarchy position you think you're in, or more importantly, share with us your most important goal. And Jim and I will comment on the chat and respond with you. And while you're at it, subscribe. You don't want to miss future podcasts. And as always, you can catch Profit with a Plan on any of your favorite podcast players. And we're looking forward to more great profitable information on next week's show. So until then, make your plans and profit with them. Thanks so much, Jim. You're welcome. It's been my pleasure, Marcia.